0: Everyone, welcome back to the Chemist Confessions podcast. I'm Gloria, and I'm Victoria. This is a human conversations about all things skincare between two skincare formulations chemists. Formulations chemists. (laughs) (laughs) Between two skincare formulation chemists. Cheers with a drink. Ta-da! Today's drink of choice is Pacifico beer. Not associated with us by any means, but yeah, Mm -hmm. today's meat is very special.
1: Yeah. So, first of all. This is the very first episode where we are actually sponsored. (laughs) Woohoo! Milestone! But it's very fitting because today we are getting into the nitty gritty details of peptides a massive (gasps) world, a confusing world of products. And yes, the perfect sponsor for this is Soderma. They are our very good friends, an awesome uh, ingredient supplier who is most famous for their Matrixel line of peptides. They are, you can consider them a bit of a peptide master.
0: Yeah, and you might wonder why we've never really talked about peptides on our podcast before. And the reason is there is a lot of mystery under the hood and there's a wide variety of peptides out there. So who better to hear from the the manufacturers themselves? Um, But before we get into the meat, it's time for some brand updates.
1: Oh yeah, and we've got a lot. Starting with, uh, remember that company we mentioned last week? Yeah. Uh, their name is Revella? Yes. Well, maybe not last week. At this point, it's probably like a couple right, weeks ago. One.
0: But uh, a couple episodes ago, we announced for the first time that we are partnering with a biotech company based in Boston called Revella. Yes. And they specialize in molecule discovery. They are on the market right now with their hair loss solution. But of course, we have decided to team up with them to come up with their skincare solutions.
1: Yeah. and just to go into it a little bit more, uh, we were brought on as founders and residents and chemists um to team up to and what we find so special about this collaboration is that they are in the business of discovering new molecules. So these are all actives that are not found in any other product. um, But of course as you guys may have Heard us talk about previously with like alginists, this timeline can be very long, um, requires a ton of testing and validation, and it's a journey that actually Gloria and I do not get to be part of with chemist confessions. So we are so on board and excited to see. Um, well, obviously, how is this going to translate f- into a skincare product? Yeah, and as
0: Victoria mentioned, this is a long journey. Yeah. So we'll be sharing a lot more tidbits yeah. uh, as the as the show goes on, as yeah. time goes on. But what's really exciting is it's actually what makes Revella special is this journey is actually shorter than you would expect because mm-hmm. of new ways of um, doing in vitro testing to yeah. help you find the one molecule that's going to work for you faster so we'll be sharing more about how they're able to do that in the coming weeks
1: yeah and i think just a really cool stat to share is that in one screening they can look at millions of compounds and whittle it down to maybe a hundred or so to actually do um you know in vitro in vivo cell culture and clinical testing so it's it's definitely a very much more efficient way and and that's what gloria means by quicker timeline so um yeah stay tuned um there will be a lot of news coming up soon (gasps) that we can't wait to share and yeah now it's time to go to kevin's confession stuff
0: yeah uh first update is we now have subscriptions on our website yeah um I think this has been a suggestion box repeatedly for a while now. <laughs> and it's been on our list and we decided that it's definitely time to toggle it on. Um, this is something that we are providing for our aquafix miss reliable and blank mm-hmm. slate cleanser um, this these these three SKUs are our staples you know if you do nothing else for your skin if you just want a bare bones routine yeah. to make sure your skin is healthy and hydrated these are the three um, products that should probably be on repeat
1: yeah uh, let's just say uh, we've heard the complaints about being tired of putting in your 15th <laughs> order of aquafix <laughs> yeah we get it um, so um if you subscribe um there will be a 10% discount off a regular price of you know, for Aquafix and Miss Reliable being thirty eight dollars and Blink Slate being eighteen. Um, just as a thank you for letting it continue to be a staple in your routine. So yeah, let us know how that goes. Um and we also got holidays coming up.
0: Yes, we the two of us have been working really hard and by working really hard sometimes the (laughs) process is a little chaotic. So chaotic. It comes from maybe one of us going Hey man, what are we doing for the holidays this year? And the other
1: girls, oh yeah, we should talk about this. <laughs> so it's not that casual, <laughs> but yes, has a hint of that. Um, but I think the the reason why it may feel so cavalier is because every year the bundles are slightly different. Um, we look at what are the customer favorites, what people are pairing, maybe some of the data we've gone through. You know, that long time ago thought of chemists recommended. Oh um, my gosh, such <laughs> a great program. Should bring it back. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, we're, we'll definitely have that again. It will return um, early um, during a week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So um, there will be news on that as well. But otherwise, nice words. Let's move to nice All words. All right,
0: nice words. We've been getting some great (laughs) ones lately, and I... Thank you for the awesome ones. Yes. So this first one, uh, the title is Magical Shit. (laughs) Their words, not mine. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Uh, And this is for the specialist treatment. Uh, The review goes... You know that feeling when a pimple is coming in? That pressure underneath the skin, the inflammation turning into pain, the frustration, annoyance, and fear of embarrassment? Is this my diary?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally, all you have to do is apply a dab of this and voila, it's gone. Capital G O N U gone. gone. <laughs> Seriously, this stuff is magical, gentle, and also easily mixable with Aquafix too.
1: Hey! Thank you for the awesome review.
0: And I feel like that that whole blip—it's like a pharma commercial. Are you afraid? Are you anxious? Do you know? Do you feel pain?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that tension under the (laughs) surface—too real, too real. I can't not share that. (laughs) Exactly. I think anyone who has dealt with a pimple felt that. Um, Yeah. All right, so then next nice words is about our better oil. The title is Just Started My Second Bottle. Uh, I wasn't sure about this product when I ordered it, but I liked it so much. I'm now on my second bottle. It's a wonderful moisturizer for my skin and neck, and I love the fragrance. Oh, thank god. (laughs) (laughs) A few drops go a long way, and I use it morning and night. Thanks for making a great product, chemist confessions. You're welcome. Hey. (laughs) You know, I I did want to say the first line, I wasn't sure about this product when I order it, I think could be a general feeling for all new customers. Yeah, for sure. When they see our content. But then we so win them over. Yeah. We won them over. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I
0: also wanted to call that on this review, she was very kind to share her routine. Yeah. Uh, so she mentioned she used a spot corrector, the oil, followed by the sunscreen in the morning, a cleanser, a prescription of retinoid, eye cream, and then the oil in the evening. Oh, we really appreciate yeah. people sharing their routines. It really helps our other followers and customers figure out their routines. So thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. And for those of you who thought um, a review for us, we really appreciate it. We don't pay for them. We don't incentivize or gift any products. So everything you read, we're very proud of. And yeah, thanks, guys. Um, all right. So that's it for brand update. Yep. Yeah time for the news News. oh my god no stock issue update that was so good you're right (laughs) the end of an era (laughs) all right so in the news um so this is not all that interesting but there was a recent announcement that's Cetaphil celebrate, has celebrated their 75th year. Wow. Um, I actually didn't realize Yeah, how I, old they were. I don't know why. I thought they became a
0: thing in the 90s. That's what I like. thought, too. Mm-hmm. And I realized I became a thing in the 90s, so maybe that's hey. why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why well, did I gotta bring that energy in here? So hearing that stuff, I was like, huh, how old are some of these brands that we know about? So um, just for funsies, um, I'm going to read off some years of when they were founded. So L'Oreal, I think, if any of you read our book, you'll realize they've been around for a long time because they are actually one of the—they um, are the scientists behind some of the earliest sunscreens. Um, so they started in 1909. Wow, wow. Covergirl was 1961. Olay was 1952. Estee Lauder was 1946. Solar energy. <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> <laughs> That's. Really- ah yes. Uh, yeah, Full time. <laughs> topical Time to moisturize. <laughs> yeah. um, and then drunk elephant. Um, I don't I'm sure some of you are around for it, but it was in 20, 20- uh, 2012. And uh, Chem's Confessions some of you may not know but we started in 2018 holy crap post-pandemic or pre-pandemic <laughs> feels like a bike on the <laughs> road yeah yeah um so anyways uh just i thought that was kind of neat i didn't realize how just actually how historical some of these brands are um i think when we were at l'oreal we didn't even know this they have a book uh in the wow. congressional library oh uh-huh, um uh-huh. on beauty and it's actually yeah it's like a really nice press piece but yeah don't when know you what's hear about in that there. you're like wow <laughs> yeah i don't know what's in that book no but- none of us have been able to open it it's just like in a box.
0: <laughs> but, but I feel like if it's a book about beauty, there's something in there that's cancelable now. Yep, hundred percent. Right? And like that's why no things. one can open the <laughs> box <laughs> and open the pages. <laughs> oh <So laughs> yeah, we have a book. It's a uh, very legit. Let's not read it. Shall
1: we? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, in terms of other brand news, um, for those of you who might be using Merit makeup, they are going into skincare yeah. and will be launching a serum very soon. Um, we do not have the ingredient list, but they do have some callouts of ingredients that they will, I guess, uh, claimed ingredients. So they will have two percent niacinamide. Yay! Hey, Four all- t- <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's a tiny e. Four types of hyaluronic acid, a caffeine-rich cacao seed extract. I like. I like. That I don't thing. know. I don't know why, but nice and uh, Japanese gold thread root which I don't know what that means, right? no one uh, your guess is as good as mine yeah. mm, okay yeah. so um yeah i think uh, we definitely have seen this more of like hybrid makeup concept mm-hmm. where makeup's starting to become more um i guess almost like targets some skincare concerns or may have skincare actives um and we've seen you know general lip care kind of swing into more makeup with tints and whatnot so yeah we're starting to see this kind of mesh of Mm -hmm. brands I'm really
0: curious how it goes because I find that sometimes when makeup brands go into skincare there's a bit of Skepticism, mm. but I think I appreciate that they have two percent nice cinema. You'll hear us talk about how nice cinema mm. is one that's I like that overblown. Oh, found the silver lining. I, I oh, did so good. So, and a lot of times people will ask, like, we'll say like, you don't need that much nice cinema. Ten percent is really high. It's effective in two and five. And people will ask, will ask us like, okay, we're doing find low percentage nice cinema product, and we're like. Okay. <laughs>
1: So here you go. There's a 2% coming soon. Yep. Awesome. That's a really good point. Um, all right. And in terms of other brand news and launches, how is your celebrity bingo card going, Gloria? I feel like I actually have haven't looked at it in a long time. Yeah.
0: I am ashamed I'm not doing as well as I should, much like my fancy team.
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't got to go there. But uh, there's like
0: stuff that came out that I'm like, oh, of course you will have a skincare brand.
1: Yes. I, I will say I, I didn't see Brad Pitt doing this. I think that's that is. Uh, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I already might have heard. Brad Pitt is now the face of a brand called Le Domaine, um, which people had a lot of we or reactions <laughs> to. The name Brad Pitt, everything, the price tag, oh, the, the marketing. Oh. Yeah, it ain't. And and we definitely saw the website go through a change very quickly. <laughs> um, so all in all um yes so we actually are gonna take a look at their serum which is their most expensive product it is 385 dollars for 30 mil mm, they stuff <laughs> <laughs> actually
0: i have a random question before we look at the
1: ingredients I, yeah, go for it what do you remember Brad
0: Pitt as? like what movie what role like Sticks of your mind, glorious bastards.
1: Me too. Me too. <laughs> and his god awful Italian accent and Southern accent. <laughs> yes. And
0: then the things that when he came on with skincare, I just can't unhear. Like I'm here to kill Nazis. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't make
1: me want to buy skincare. I mean, arie viterchi, Le
0: Domingo, arie You're right. It?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that said, $385 here. Domain. <laughs> so La Domaine is actually founded by two researchers, two French researchers. They are more in the genetics field. They're looking for things that uh, are responsible for causing um, any signs of aging, not just for skin, but our general body as well. Mm. Um, and so through that, they have found two compounds uh, in grapes. <gasps> we are at grape stuff. We're at grape stuff again. All right. Yep, yep. So uh, we will say um, based on the product mm-hmm. and the early communication, mm-hmm. um, they have done a consumer perception study. Mm-hmm. It seems like they've done the in vitro study um, in terms of validating the actual Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of clinical, it's uh, it's a bit of a mystery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So in their um, product communication, they talk about how performance testing was done as an antioxidant. As um, for moisturizing, radiance, anti-fatigue, anti-wrinkle, and elasticity, mm-hmm. um, and they show that you know for all of these skin concerns like radiance and anti-wrinkle, it was done through clinical scoring. So yay, um, but
0: they didn't share the, the We haven't the... found
1: that yet. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so I guess you know the jury's still out. Um, we it could be that clinic the clinical isn't done.
0: Yeah. I mean so. it could very well be it. they're maybe just get, getting gathering PR, they're anticipating mm-hmm. data, whatever the case is, like we'll wait for the for the results to make any sort of verdict. Mm-hmm. Three eighty five is very pricey regardless of what the results may look like. Mm-hmm. Grape stuff as a general concept isn't very new. Resveratrol is one of the hot grape stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of they're whole brand, yeah, their whole brands born from mm-hmm. grape stuff. So what makes his grapes better than her grapes? I don't really know. That sounds like an innuendo or something. It is not
1: true. I mean, grapes in the fruit sense. There's just like a clip cut out. What makes his grapes better than her grapes? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled. I, I think this is the pricing. We... Maybe the research is very robust, but a lot of times it's just hard without a bench, right? Mm -hmm. Is this grape stuff better than other grape stuff? And is it better than other anti-aging things? Mm -hmm. We just don't know. And we'll keep our eyes peeled. And um, good on them for successfully getting a lot of press, good and bad. Because I
1: think people are like, "Ah, Brad Pitt. (laughs) You're right. Bad press can be good press. Yeah, Yeah. at least everyone's talking about it. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, and in terms of the aisle of their serum, I'll just read off some of the um, maybe like top 10 uh, ingredients. You're looking at grapefruit water, vitis vinifera, fruit water, aqua, water, glycerin, penthaline glycol, diglycerin, propane diol, lysine I Ooh. think that's a misspelling. Vitis vinifera, oh. flower, cell, uh, flower cell extract. Uh, I page you're missing an L. <laughs> 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 and then Pina spinosa fruit oh, extract, <laughs> Centella a- a- asiatica leaf extract, and Condra's crispus extract. Very enough. Yeah, that's so. Y- you'll see in this serum, there's a lot of plant stuff, and um, if you've heard of t- heard us talk about botanicals before, it's a mystery. So kind of like Laura's saying. We'll wait for the clinical um, to really know. They did share their consumer perception results. Um, However, we will say, it's not like mind blowing consumer perception results just because those numbers are typically very high as is. For example, they like from first use, 84% find that skin is unified and the skin texture refined. How does one skin become unified? Like, what does that mean? they all high
0: five each other <laughs> like my left what? cheek clap with my right <laughs> cheek and they're like "hell yeah now you are now you are one" <laughs> Okay. That's
1: also very <laughs> sensual. I got talking. Land <laughs> and domain makes your cheeks <laughs> clap. It's nice.
0: Private pre-marketing advice right here. Our Venmo account. <laughs>
1: uh, another great claim is eighty-two percent find that the serum boosts the skin's energy. How does one
0: feel like? Wait, is that an actual question? Uh, hello, sir. Uh, do you feel like your skin's energy is boosted?
1: I don't know yes <laughs> it goes like they just slap it and they're like yeah, yeah how about
0: now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah very boosted <laughs> uh,
1: after 28 days of use 94% say that their complexion is more luminous so things like that is a little bit more common 97% uh, says that their skin is smoother that I can work with that is a metric like I understand <laughs> <laughs> also this one 94% find that their skin is soothed and is more beautiful yeah okay <laughs> do you feel, do you feel more
0: beautiful yeah i guess Is i that hope it? so <laughs> do you think i look more beautiful
1: <laughs> most Sorry. awkward interview ever <laughs> all right anyways so that's little main but we also had another celebrity launch by Wait. travis Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, His line is called Barker Wellness. um, And the price point is a little bit more reasonable. Um, It is a CBD line. Um, For this cream that we're looking at, it's called the Pain Relief CBD Cream for $60. And that is, I believe, for, it says 400 mgs, which already makes me feel like... This is not labeled correctly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of the IL, we actually won't go through it too much because, and we'll show the IL here, it's in alphabetical order. (laughs) This is what you shouldn't do in labeling.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't stop laughing when we try to show it to me. I'm like, oh my God, the year is 2022, and here we are talking about (laughs) alphabetical ingredient list travis you have more money
1: than this hire a chemist. yeah so we'll say that's definitely not a good sign and if you see this kind of ingredient list on amazon it's a big red flag so definitely um look out for that um we will say uh i guess in terms of ingredient call outs we see bizabolo we see in the second spot that's so cool. <laughs> How are they affording this? <laughs> we do see isolated molecules, which mm-hmm. is cool. So yeah. they have cannabichromene, cannabigerol, cannab cannabigerol. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, so those two um I thought is a nice um I think a nice call out just because CBD ingredients in skincare is also a bit of a wild wild west so yeah
0: i actually want to say that like too i i I feel like the trend has left the station a little bit that trend is on the decline but uh ironically this is where we are starting to know more about what about hemp and what about cbd is actually effective on skin yeah i will say these two ingredients in particular i haven't done my homework Mm to say oh yeah these are the good ones but i will say in terms of timing and um the fact that they're using something that's not as commonly found in other ingredients it might be kind of interesting and we'll definitely do a deeper look at those two specifically we just couldn't get past the alphabetical list so i'm trying to Come say on, nice things, but this is making it very it's hard 2022 man <laughs> we're better than this yeah. <laughs> oh my god
1: um yeah so stay tuned and yeah gloria is absolutely right the crazy part is we're actually seeing some of the um more back in research side mm-hmm. those results come in we're like oh man
0: too bad this trend has died no one cares anymore yeah and
1: they're looking at things like acne um redness soothing and we're just like man so yeah one day one day We'll take a look at it. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So yeah, that's really it for the news. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of holiday, um, more like holiday bundles that we'll probably do um kind of a chemist uh this or that of next time. Um but otherwise, yeah, that's it for the news. All right, let's get to the meat. Yeah, the meat. Uh, as we said in the intro,
0: today's meat is very, very exciting. It's all about peptides and sponsored by
1: CRODA slash Thanks, guys. Thanks. Cool. We always wanted to do a deep dive of this topic, mm-hmm. but without um, kind of having that industry insider knowledge, yeah. it is a bit more difficult for us to, you know, kind of share uh, more definitive findings. Uh, We get so many questions on all the peptides you guys have found in your products. It is an incredibly wide category and it can be very confusing. It's even for us can be um, difficult to really decode and understand which peptide is which. Um, So... uh, I think one of the things that you guys probably most know peptides for is anti-aging. Yep. And yes, Crota and soderma are big time players in that category. So, um, but, but f- before we get into the skin concern side, um, mm-hmm. let's just start with the basics. What is a peptide? And why is a peptide so confusing? Yeah, so um, before we get
0: into peptides, we have to revisit amino acids. Mm-hmm. You can think of these from your high school bio days, as uh, little Lego blocks in your body, and with human biology, there's twenty amino acids. Mm-hmm. They can build anything, anything really. You know, you think, you talk big proteins, enzymes, these are all amino acid-based compounds. Mm -hmm. And peptides is just a smaller form of that. Uh, If it's made of about uh, 20 to 30 amino acids, of course it could be much smaller than that Mm -hmm. small. Dipeptides are just two amino acids bound together. And if you think about it, you have 20 different blocks to build from it. You can build different lengths of it, you can build different, maybe one is branching off and you have a web of it, or you can be really big, really small. It, there's an infinite possibility for peptides out there. And that's why on the skincare side, you have a few that's magical and you have some that's completely useless. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so if you think about the inky names that you find on ingredient lists, like tetrapeptide one, tetra means four. So you might find something that's like tetrapeptide four. So you know there's four amino acids in your compound, but it doesn't tell you which four amino acids are there. Mm -hmm. There's 20 of them and it can be any of them. And usually you'll see a number attached to it, but that number is kind of like, it's not, it doesn't specify, right? It's more like industry knowledge. You get registered, this is tetrapeptide one, cool. And that's it, the nomenclature is really loose. So that's why we don't do decodes on peptides. It's very, very hard for us to talk about because even us, unless something gets called out as a trade name or we have this insider knowledge like we do today, it's really hard for us to look at an inky name and go, this is the peptide you're using.
1: Yep, exactly. Woo! So, you know, and knowing all of that, this is where, you know, don't worry and meet part two, we'll actually get into how to kind of Apply some of this knowledge to actually shopping for a product, um, but um, what better way and what better example to share in terms of um, just how specialized a peptide can be than talking about Cederma's matrixins? Um, so you're like, matrix what? And so, matrixins are just peptides. Um, they are peptides that are derived from the extra, uh, uh, extracellular matrix. Um, and you know what's funny is. In terms of the study itself, people used to think the ECM (extracellular matrix) um, was just architecture; um, it didn't really play a part. Um, and then they found out that um, it's actually highly involved in cell processes. And so, what Siderma, the technology they use, is using peptides that are derived from the ECM in terms of so that it can have better signaling and. In terms of signaling why this is important is because then you set off a lot of good helpful cascades um, for a lot of important cell processes still with me all in all all um what you should be hearing is uh peptides that help kick off helpful things in your skin, right? So that would probably be the most basic way of thinking.
0: About Hello, FDA. Our- <laughs> Hello, we have people here making drug Stay with
1: me. <laughs> FDA, close <laughs> your ears for a moment. <laughs> but the cool thing is because of that, um, from this technology, um, they were able to create a lot of incredibly helpful peptides. And the thing is, um, in terms of peptides, and what Gloria was kind of touching on before is – when you build all these different combinations, uh, actually a majority of them are, are duds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so, why we like Siderma so much is that, um, yes, the in concept with all of the cell signaling, it sounds nice in theory. And you'll hear about all of this. We we hear so many so many of these like mechanism stories of all sorts of actives, but we do really appreciate the validation side of all of it. Um, so, uh, as far as Cerma goes, they're metr- major kinds. Um, why they find this peptide to be so important is that it can help promote things like tissue repair, wound healing. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Stimulus <laughs> <laughs> macromolecule synthesis. And yes, it's everything that FDA would absolutely hate to see on a package. Honestly, guys, this is why being on more
0: upstream research is kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get to just look at it very, very zoomed in. Yes. At the molecular level to see what it does. And of course, like it is on them to validate if it does work topically or not.
1: And then up to brand owners on side. Oh, I hmm. how do we translate it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yes, I, I think just to kind of go into, you know, the claim side a little bit. Um, these are all things and anything that involves um, cell signaling, just talking about cells in general, you mm. will never hear about on a product and you should not hear about it um, in terms of product labeling because the FDA thinks that sounds like a drug so um but all in all uh we do i think probably one of the most famous matrikines or that uh is well known for is Matrixel. and Mm -hmm. you may think that it's just Matrixel 3000 they actually have many in the Matrixel family um that actually gloria is gonna uh, do a little deep dive in but we're not going to spend too much on Matrixyl three thousand, because <gasps> here are <gasps> all the links. Yeah, there <laughs> are all the links that you can check out on just that specific peptide blend. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, before we dive into the different uh, peptides mm-hmm. that can be found with uh, Sedorma's portfolio, and I didn't want to add that because matrixins they target a pathway. FDA look away, um, that means they can actually be built for very different things. So you mm-hmm. might think of. Um, peptides as anti-aging but there's a lot more to it um so for soderma what they're um what they do for their testing is it starts on the in vitro level where you look at certain cells yeah. in a petri dish and see which pathways do they trigger or do they not do anything at all and from there they do a series of tests until it gets to the clinical level and this is where they get to be very very creative yeah uh what i mean by that is I think on the brand side, usually you're formulating, you already have a clear target mind. Right? Like I'm making hyperpigmentation serum, I'm making anti-aging. But for them, they are developing something brand new, so they're like, I wanted to do something. I don't know what it does yet. So on the clinical side, you have to, you you uh, you wanna look at the efficacy from a lot of different angles to mm-hmm. so capture exactly what it does. For example, um, one of the matrixo family uh, compounds is called. Matrixyl since six. Um, that's one of the sister products that came a little bit after the original mm-hmm. Matrixol. And in, the, in their clinical studies, Soderma actually did uh, a 3D imaging of um, people, real human subjects, wrinkle area at the forehead and also at the eye area. So that way, and we'll show the pictures here, that way they can use a computer program to calculate mathematically exactly how much the wrinkle depth has decreased over the time of the clinical. So that's one of the studies that they do. The
1: other thing, too, is you have to understand mapping things, measurements can be very difficult to gauge by the human eye. And so by doing some of this, like, almost like visualizing, it also helps make a better case of the improvement. And, you know, I think one of the things to keep in mind is why we always harp on clinical measurements or clinical grading is because those percentages can be a lot more realistic of the improvement. Mm -hmm. Remember how we were talking about Le Domain and their um, consumer perception? You heard numbers like 98%, right? You don't hear that in a lot of the clinical testing. You're going to hear numbers like 15%, you know, 30%. And that's actually a significant improvement. So just kind of like why, you know, how we kind of prioritize some of um, this validation that we all – you know the suppliers are doing um yeah uh another one we another test that is really cool and also why we put it in our double play (laughs) is a haloxyl um so one of the studies they did was to basically um they did an image analysis of the dark circle area and they were able to measure the pigment color so this is Red, blue, green, and uh, yellow. And through that, was able to map kind of the decrease of red and blue pigmentation um, through their 56 day journey of using 2% whole oxal. Um, those kind of tests are very cool. And mm-hmm. it's very creative compared to probably some of the clinical testing you might hear um, with products, like um, 56% reduction in fine lines and wrinkles and in feelings (laughs) yeah and we'll put a picture here it's really cool because
0: they did a half face study Mm -hmm. where one side was placebo Mm -hmm. and one was with haloxyl and you can visually see the placebo side as the darker side so this is the type of side that we as people who are buying raw materials love to see
1: yeah and drool over (laughs) and want to use yep um another very cool one that you guys probably don't think of is the lip area
0: yeah, uh, they have an ingredient called Volulip. And this is, again, goes back to our whole thing about how peptides are actually incredibly diverse. Mm-hmm. And by targeting different signaling pathways, you can get it to do different things that you want it to do. Um, so Volulip, as the name suggests, Sinerma's marketing team is very, very direct. <laughs> um, <laughs> is they want to create something that kind of stimulates the lip area and make it look more plump. Which, to be fair, almost, it always sounds like foo-foo stuff. Like, it just smells, it just doesn't seem very legit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and it always, like, goes back to the story of some sort of, like, lip plumper or, like, irritation so it looks more plump. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Sedoma's study, they looked at 29 female panelists, twice-daily application with 1% volume lip, and they were, uh, they were able to do the same 3D imaging to show more volume coming through their lips and the lines become less defined because of the plumpness. And they also measure lip moisturization. So just kind of tackling it at different angles. Um, So yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: I actually can't even think of a brand that's still not lip clinical, have you? That's a great question, Victoria. <laughs> uh, so, any uh, lip care brands out there looking for inspo? <laughs> I think it must be really hard. It is very hard. Because I remember. Very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I remember
0: um, Skin has a Lip AOX formula. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what's in it, but I just remember that they, because it's Skin they did went through like the issue of testing it. But it just, at that time, I just remember there's like. Um, they were going through testing, and they tried the formula, and I was like, I don't like the formula. <laughs> so it's really hard to like make an ingredient big validate for lip, work for lip-like formulas, and make sure that it, all, uh, it feels good at the end of the day. It's a very mysterious subject.
1: Also, Gloria is uh, hinting on uh, subject compliancy when mm-hmm. going through some of these studies. Um, it can vary. Um, I don't know about you, but consistency of putting on a lip balm I'm definitely not one of those. So, you know, if you think about like even moments like that that can impact the study. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I range
0: just... between applying eight times a day to zero. So, <laughs> yeah, compliance is not great.
1: Yeah. Another category that you haven't thought about is actually soothers. And you may be wondering, why do I need a peptide in the soothing category? But the right peptide can actually be quite effective.
0: Yeah, if you think about if you think about it again, it goes back to peptides being able to target more specific pathways. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about extract soothers, usually it's they notice that they're doing something and then they try to apply it, find the right uh, right concentration. Yeah. Maybe narrow it down to the right compound. But from a peptide perspective you can hone in on um, certain mechanism right away.
1: Yeah. And you know, typically in terms of, you know, looking at you know soothers and treating sensitive skin this can actually be quite difficult and this is where you have to get a little bit creative i mean typically what they'll do is they'll try to cause uh irritation in the skin through using like electric acid patch or something that way um you can be able to treat it and get some sort of result um but again actually screening for sensitive skin can be very difficult mm-hmm. um if you think about um a user in terms of grading sensi- sensitive skin that's also very challenging and complex um so suppliers do have to get a little creative here
0: yeah so what Soderma have outfit to do is a sensorial sensitivity mm-hmm. task they broke it down to two segments which is the touch sensitivity and thermo sensitivity what that means to break it all down is um you have subjects touching different surfaces like really Uh, really coarse sandpaper Uh subjects touch uh, a warm to hot surface uh, and then afterwards they apply a cream that has the common sensing in it wait a little bit and repeat the same test. and all this is blinded and then they have found that after applying this cream they become less sensitive to these these unpleasant textures and generally you become more tolerant so after you use the cream they have found the subjects perceive these um these unpleasantries yeah. a lot less than with the uh, than without the cream, so this is why common sense consider is considered a great suitor.
1: Yeah, um, and so again, like one of you know we really appreciate that Siderma opened their doors, allowed to peek behind the curtain, um, just to see all of the work that it takes. Um, we only share. A small window mm-hmm. the glamorous window of how these peptides can work for our skin can be beneficial they actually look at categories like even in terms of hair density you're talking about cellulite there's all these other skin concerns and general beauty and wellness concerns that they look at um so it's very cool and um in terms of other testing um That's not to say they don't go through all of their safety testing as well, their in vitro screening. So, um, yeah, it's it's been fun. And hopefully that gives you an idea of generally how peptides can work. And hopefully you can see that just like any other active, it has to go through its validation. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of work to get something that will do something. Yeah.
0: And we know that you have a lot of questions about, Mm -hmm. we, we also get these questions all the time in terms of, How do I add a peptide to my routine? I've heard that peptides can't be mixed with
1: Mm -hmm. other actives. Is it true? So many times.
0: We also got around to asking Soderma all these questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Now note that, of course, it goes back to what we said before, peptides are complex. So a lot of their responses is directly for Soderma peptides. Mm -hmm. This is not, it doesn't apply to every peptide out there. Yeah. So um, yeah, so let's dive right into it. Um, First of all,
1: are peptides oil or water-soluble? Yeah, so the cool thing is um, with a good chemist, you can make an ingredient both oil-soluble and water-soluble. So two different types um, based on the formula, based on your needs. Um, So for Matrixyl, for example, um, it can actually come in both formats, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great in terms of diversity of how to utilize some of their peptides. So that's very cool, and as chemists, (laughs) bueno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that a lot of you guys will ask is stability.
0: Yeah yep yeah. Yeah, it's a big question. <laughs> yeah I think we've heard the gamut of like things that people will do to help preserve their peptides. Like, we, put them in a fridge yeah. or
1: buy a fridge just for your peptides. Bury it yeah, under
0: the ground and dig it up when you're ready to use it.
1: Um, put it in a clay pot <laughs> like kimchi. <laughs> 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 so, Derma has
0: said that their peptides are all considered to be very robust. Mm. They are not very concerned with the stability at all. Mm-hmm. Um, as a general rule of thumb though, because it's very hard for you to know which peptides your products are using, mm-hmm. um, keep it at a relatively cool temperature. Room temperature should be okay. Yes. Fridge is, depending on the product, you can put in the fridge if you want, but room temperature should be fine. Mm-hmm. And when in doubt, don't mix it with your really, really low pH products. Um, because um, peptides amino acid proteins in general um the morphology or the shape of the molecule is very important at low phs sometimes that can change again depends on the peptide but generally speaking you probably wouldn't want to mix a peptide with your chemical peels
1: yeah and i I was just going to add like you might be wondering how low that is you know general um let's say you're we would say anything that's like a high level acid you might get at an esthetician office you know yeah. like that low of a pH is generally what we're more worried about here um, the cool thing is soderma has confirmed that if you are using any of their matrixyl peptides that they actually, they are compatible with acids, vitamin C retinol, your AHAs. so that's some great peace of mind but again it just to showcase how it Depends on the peptide which is kind of helpful <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
0: but yeah this wraps up me part one in yeah. me part two we'll go more into how to shop for a peptide which is another loaded question
1: yeah but we're gonna take a break and we're gonna do our claims corner <clears throat> hey alright so this claims corner comes from a stumbling on Sephora hey, hey. um this is a review of their major glow setting fan uh and the description is a sleek flexible fan this is on sephora a sleek flexible fan in metallic rose gold designed by patrick to help target your major glow highlighting mist application Uh if you just read it i feel like you're still not quite sure what it is um but it goes on. What else you need to know? This new makeup kit essential can also be used to accelerate the dry time of your liquid products. Liner, setting mist, nail polish, lash glue, or just to keep you cool day or night. Uh-huh. Unfold the fan and use it to block the areas of face and body that you don't want product to hit when applying the major glow highlighting mist. We'll put a picture of the product here. And yes, it it's is a, a folding fan. fan. <laughs> uh... Uh, Interesting, and uh, even more interesting, you can get this lovely fan at $28 a pop. Um, You might be wondering, well, if I can do that, can't I use a piece of A4 paper to do the same thing? And why, yes, yes, you can. Um, I think there is a tutorial where he uses the fan to kind of, like, block off to get kind of the cat eye eyeshadow and kind of the contouring and whatnot um and so with that uh yes you could use anything you could use your hello fresh advertising <laughs> card that you might get in the mail you could use a book you could use your laptop you could use anything Wait, like i'm more in the blue apron <laughs> <laughs> that's okay too <laughs> good enough for me sky's your limit you can use your pet's chewy birthday card <laughs> to your eyeliner setting uh-huh. um yeah so i was just generally very surprised that this is inventory at sephora and just wanted to share um some frugal diys of a replacement should you feel the need to purchase this fan you know
0: what i think skincare (laughs) decoded. also fans a-okay
1: and three dollars (laughs) cheaper oh my god the weight of knowledge is only three dollars (laughs) cheaper um yeah, and this led me down a very weird rabbit hole where I wanted to know, what fans can I get for cheaper? Uh, and that's right. This is my Amazon search history. Oh um, my god, I Amazon Prime Day is going to be so confused. Like, <laughs> you're looking for what? You can get 12 beautifully decorated 12, folding whole fans whole for $18. Uh, um, you can get two cat uh folding fans which are adorable um for ten dollars yep it comes with a baggie too (laughs) um you can get this uh fan with wheels an electronic fan (laughs) with with, fan with feetsies um (laughs) to put on your desk and stay cool for eight bucks i'm disappointed that feetsies doesn't have shoes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can even get a bladeless desk fan which was amazing for 13 dollars um on top of that, you can get a fan watch. <laughs> you can get one on each hand. Yeah. As you're doing your makeup. Uh-huh, um, for $13, uh, it's USB rechargeable. Uh, you can get an Apple fan for your desk uh, for $13. And there's a coupon on it, just so you know, for 5% <laughs> off. <laughs> and the most functional one is a camping fan that comes with a light for 13 dollars so you can blow
0: at your face while getting light for your makeup Mm -hmm. i think that's the best i think that's a winner so
1: just wanted to share some other purchasing options should you want to buy this folding fan at sephora if you're on the market for fans
0: now you know (laughs) by the way the bladeless fan thing i just really want to like Make a video spraying it from the other
1: side. Okay.
0: <laughs> but oh my god, guys, look at me! New TikTok trend. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: makes the mist go on more
0: evenly. Yeah. Oh my god, we're doing it. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening.
1: It's literally the um. What's that misting foundation? You know the the it's like the machine that oh, yeah, does yeah, the yeah. really. They're you know.
0: putting a pine's like a um, at home airbrush kind yeah, of. Yeah, airbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So uh. Purchasing tips you s- never wanted and want to unsubscribe from. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> ah, all right. So that's claims corner. Woo. Should you have any other ones you'd like us to roast, please send to info at If you bought this $28 ram, how's your
0: life going? Yeah,
1: how's it going? How did, are we wrong?
0: Yeah. <laughs> or, did it change your life and you missed the application? Yeah.
1: Let us know. All right. On to me, part two. It's time to put those peptides into practice. Um, And you've probably got a lot of questions on just how to find a good peptide product. So let's just first talk about what's our strategy going into peptides. So Jerry and I actually
0: had a lot, a very long conversation about this because this is really, really difficult for us to help everyone decipher Mm. without industry knowledge. Mm. Um, Generally speaking... Um, we consider peptides as a tier 2 active. So if you go back to our blog post here about how we think about these um, active rings. So for example, the retinals or the high-level AJs we put in tier 1, mm. they give you high levels of efficacy, but they also have irritation potential. Mm-hmm. So the good thing about peptides is they could be very efficacious, but most of them tend not to be irritating. So they're good to be a supplement. Uh, they're, they're good supplement actives in your routine. Especially, if, let's say, you're already on retinol. This is a great addition. Now, as uh, your golden sidekick, is it a very successful
1: sidekick? Is
0: Robin a successful sidekick?
1: Robin? Yeah, like Yeah. didn't he die for Batman? Oh damn! (laughs) didn't he go through like three robins he's replacing i don't know sorry oh
0: no this edition died too (laughs) i'm trying to think who's like a really terrible psychic
1: uh that robot that um i don't know i was thinking of iron man's first movie he had that robot that was completely useless and would just fire extinguish things for no reason oh yeah like that
0: Anyway, so on the on the grand ranking of your sidekicks, is it S tier or is it like a D minus (laughs) tier? This is the question here. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think then thinking about that ranking, then you also need to consider price point Mm because this is a category where it's very wide five to five hundred dollars kind of range. Exactly. Um. So this is our way of viewing peptide products as of now. Um. We'll start with entry level Mm -hmm. and this is your ordinary your timeless your inky this price point is like very low risk um usually it's a single peptide usually it's Mm matrixal i think timeless actually carries multiple matrixals they 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 have a sin six which we cover
0: a lot of the um clinicals here
1: yes exactly so um this is a good way to figure out if these peptides do anything for your skin um, mm-hmm. at a relatively low cost. Um, so we would say that's the basic. And
0: I wanted to add that in a lot of soderma's clinicals, it's used twice a day, mm-hmm. daily. It, it peptides are supposed to be photosensitizing, mm-hmm. so make sure if you if you got one of those more entry level um, mm-hmm. products, definitely make sure you stay consistent, use mm-hmm. twice a day, and see if and kind of see if it does anything for you from
1: between four to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing just to call out is percentages. Yeah. Um, I have to talk about The Ordinary putting 10% Metrixil as a serum. You don't need that much. Um, mm-hmm. In Soderma, re- refer back to our research on just Metrixil itself. Um, you need 3 to 4%. Um, so, you know, I just want to kind of remember that percentages do matter and you are not trying to buy for the highest percentage.
0: Yeah, and this is where like, consult a chemist, if you need to, yeah. because the reality is it can get very confusing. Peptides, percentage need, like, for example, in the common sensing study, we mm. use 3% common sensing. It's not a very low level at all, so you can infer that lower than that, it might just not do anything. But like Victoria said, you don't need 20% of it. Um, but as a consumer, it's just kind of hard to know.
1: Yep, exactly. So that's entry level um then you've got entry level plus this is people writing the trade names like Matrixol, but then dump a bunch of other peptides into it as well um this category for us is probably the most murky of them because mm. they don't come with testing um mm. but the price point is significantly higher you're looking at anywhere between 50 to 80 dollars um if you look at things like medicaid or polish choice peptide Booster. Um, I think the Medicaid liquid peptides, they talk about a 30% peptide complex. No idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's not
0: well explained. And we should add that like this is where training matters mm-hmm. because peptides are not ingredients you need a high amount of. Usually, the actual peptide percentage itself is quite low. What you formulate with is are these blends that you buy from the suppliers that mm-hmm. say, two percent matrixol or five percent matrixol, whatever the case is but then when you say 30 percent complex even else's chemist like okay what does that mean does that mean like all the train names of all the whatever added together is three yeah. percent or thirty percent of what exactly yeah
1: so and that's why it's it's generally hard for us to say is it worth the investment we're kind of just like yeah feels like a bit of a wild card you know i think the general thought is well if Matrixel will work then i can get more for my money but you don't know what that more is remember we don't know if all peptides are helpful and a lot of them
0: aren't i have a little peppy thing. i think people who put um they're peptide blends with a lot of single amino acids. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see like yes. lysine, pearlysine, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, histidine, blah blah I tend to have less faith in those products I always feel like those are ingredientless boosters. Yep. And the amino acids themselves tend to just be kind of hydrators, like they're not supposed to be the signalers. They're just a single amino acid, so to use as a pad, I tend to be a
1: little bit more skeptical. Yep, I agree. Um, Moving on, you've got the next tier of products which do maybe only a consumer perception. Um, So remember how we were talking about Le Domain and their results. Um, So a good example, another good example of this is U To The People's Multipeptide Cactus Oasis Serum. Um, They did a consumer perception where, again, the general results are 95% said skin feels less dry after one year. Woo! <laughs> Use um, a lotion. OK, OK, let's try another one. 98% oh, okay. said skin looks and feels more hydrated after one Woo! week. Woo! <laughs> Dang it. OK. I'm going to look for another one. <laughs> but anyway, so that's a next level of like gives you maybe a slight indication of how people reviewed it and measured it and their measured response. Um, OK, so that's next here. And we got one more tier above. This is consumer perception plus research. Oh. And so a good example of this is Estee Lauder's Timeless Serum Advanced Night Repair. Um, if you take a look at some of their claims, they talk about how after one time use, skin looks radiant and pumped with hydration all the way through till morning so you got that overnight hydration claim Mm -hmm. you get eight hour antioxidant power and you might be wondering what that means but this is something that they've actually patented Mm -hmm. the theory is that it's to extend their patent of their complex Um, uh, they actually looked at 72 hour hydration they also claimed strength and skin barrier in just four hours so this is after one use they even have three weeks results where 88 percent of women said skin looked more youthful um and then a very generic lines and wrinkles appear reduced of course they <laughs> <course> do <it> <laughs> uh and then after one bottle of uh use skin feels firmer 89 percent of women agreed i guess okay (laughs) (laughs) as skin looks healthy has a new bounce um, plus over time pores look diminished um so this is one of those where it's a historical formula um it's continuously patented um we get a little bit of a gauge of general um clinical measurement in terms Mm -hmm. of hydration and a consumer perception um So I guess, Gloria, how do you feel about this kind of, like, mixed bag of claims? I mean,
0: honestly, I think this is where it turns into a bit of a religion. I think it's kind of a mixed feeling for me. I feel like this historical formula has been through a time where clinical study maybe isn't as well even understood as it is today. Mm Because, you know, you don't have social media or the internet to really, like, tell you all these things. So maybe it got away with some a certain level of scrutiny for a long time, mm-hmm. but the fact that the company continues to invest in patenting, in, uh, patenting it and protecting the, the blends, it makes me feel like there's something there because once the patent expires, usually it's really tough to like get it to be renewed. Yep. Um, so I'm kind of like, well, if you do, yeah, give it a full bottle. Um, again, it still goes back to, if you have the budget to travel something like this, mm-hmm. I don't think based on the data, it's you're 100% waste your money. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that at all. Um, but definitely if you want to invest the time and in, uh, time into this, make sure you're consistent with it. Finish a full bottle and then make your judgment
1: call. And hey, side. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um. So, totally agree. So let's move on to the best category. Yes. <laughs> Actual clinical testing, and so obviously we have to share probably the gold standard is skin and we'll even talk about a category that is not anti-aging it is in the soothing section with their phytocorrective mask yep this is actually one of
0: my one of the products i will still spend my own money on yeah <laughs> fact
1: i i witness. She, yes she still has a green yes. jar. Mm-hmm.
0: um it is that green masking and jar thing mm-hmm. and they did a lot of interesting tests there i think you can still see on their website they have like a, a heat map of your face it's supposed to be instantly soothing mm-hmm. um it has a uh it is a blend of various active it has a botanical blend but also the soothing peptides. Mm -hmm. Um, And the claims are 20% reduction in visual redness, and this comes from the image mapping that I just Mm -hmm. mentioned, 47% um, reduction in discomfort immediately past use, and a 5 degrees Fahrenheit average reduction in skin surface temperature.
1: And what does that mean? It means that they looked at the skin's heat, general heat map of the skin after application to see that reduction. And usually with general heat, um, kind of is can be an indicator of inflammation. So it's kind of a cool, just general cool stat. Um, and also an added cost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's something that to me I think is worth money. I have two cats. I have cat allergies so once in a while my skin will freak out mm-hmm. and it just needs something more immediate. For the most part I'm able to like keep it calm most of the time but once it will have a flare up and this does help and I do want to add a personal anecdote here that if you have very sensitive skin and hearing this you're like alright that sounds like the product for me I'm going to run out and get this, Note that when I, oh, for me personally when I'm extra sensitized if I'm having one of those flare up immediately after putting it on, it stings. <laughs> 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 Which sounds counterintuitive. Like, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Just so you know, so you don't come back and be like, Glad the socks! I told me it's soothing, but it burns. It's the initial wave, so there
1: you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good anecdote. <laughs> um, another kind of great one that I think I just kind of want to call out just because of the product communication mm-hmm. is Skin Medica's Like Terra. You may be like, wait, that's not a true peptide product. You're right. Um, in fact, a lot of peptide products are pro- are blends of actives, and they're not going to be pure peptides. Um, but Lytera does have a tetrapeptide 30 in there. Um, I did want to call it out just because um, we've seen Lytera for many years, and
0: many iterations. I feel like yes,
1: and um, they have a lot of. Um, general uh, they do clinical testing we've Mm -hmm. seen those results but if you go on their product page you'll notice that a lot of those like percentage um, claims are now replaced by before and afters Mm -hmm. so it got me wondering is it now the time where clinical numbers are getting less value and people just care about before and after pictures because I find that to be kind of dangerous.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think this is tough, right? I can understand like if people are looking at a lot of numbers and it just becomes confusing and say, Oh, this one says thirty percent. It's very rare for someone to sit down and say, I am looking for a LyTera competitor. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna sit down and say LyTera has thirty percent improvement and whatever else has twenty five. Whatever, right? It's it's not People don't need to do that. So after a while, I can understand when the numbers make it go a little cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but I totally I, I agree that just looking at pictures is a slippery slope. If you don't value numbers numbers 100%, then people can get away from only showing the one best picture they can possibly find. And that isn't super helpful either.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... All in all, not to fear, because Mm -hmm. they have done um, some academia research on their Lytera formula. Um, It's actually quite cool. They looked at, you know, um, their pigmentation. um, They looked at the treating hyperpigmentation for um, people of general darker skin tones. Um, This is the reason why this is important is because for darker skin tones, um, general treatments can cause bleaching, um, especially things like hydroquinone. Um, so they wanted to look at their product for these specific ethnic groups, um, and they compared it to 4% hydroquinone, which is even better. And they did find it to be um, to have a better improvement than 4% hydroquinone, which is actually the gold standard. Um, so while the product page and their claims seem um maybe they don't share the same clinical data like SkinCeuticals um this paper thumbs up two thumbs up I think it's
0: um it is a weird transition because I think more and more people care about the data the science and brands are constantly challenged with okay how do we position how do we present the best side of Mm -hmm. product on our page and it's kind of sad that we're still in a state where they maybe feel like something like this study doesn't have as much weight as yes, one really good um, exactly. picture. I guess the pictures are important, but um, we appreciate people that have these holistic studies.
1: Yeah, and just so you know the amount of work they did, they looked at, not only did they look at it for 3D skin modeling, they looked at three specific ethnic groups, so the Caucasian, Hispanic, and African ethnic origins um they had them test it for 12 weeks um so they did a full-blown um analysis Mm -hmm. and so i think it's just um good to kind of keep in mind and to make sure we give them the credit it deserves um yeah yeah so
0: um to sum up this really long shopping for a peptide (laughs) section was like one look for familiar trade names Mm -hmm. look for percentages Mm. um And when in doubt, when it's a blend, look for at the very least a consumer perception Mm. study. And then last but not least, definitely not the least is a full blown clinical study. Now um, peptides, I think there's a reason why once it gets to clinical level, it's used in a lot of blended products. Peptides are not the only um, Mm. ingredient in a lot of these products with clinical testing. So again, just. If you let's say you're in category one where you're just starting out, you want to test out, you know, the famed matrixel serums and whatnot. Um, Layer on, uh, you don't have to worry so much about messing up with the rest of your routine, yeah. and just stay consistent.
1: Yeah, and I think um kind of a, a good run through is. We totally recommend using it both day and night. Mm -hmm. Um, It can come in all sorts of formats. You heard about how Matrixel itself can come in oil and water-based. So uh, for a serum, general layering is great. There are peptides and creams. We've actually had someone ask us, um, are peptides and creams less effective than in serum? It just, you know, this is where... um, the testing can matter mm-hmm. but um, we generally say wouldn't worry too much just because as you can see like from Suderma they are looking they're not just thinking about the active itself they are thinking about it in formulation to make sure that you do get those effects so we're not super worried about general formats
0: yeah and last but not least we have to give a little highlight to our own double play oh right. <laughs> <laughs> So our double play is so in the bad. categories <laughs> of combining a tested and proven peptide blend, the Haloxyl. Yeah. Uh, we use Haloxyl at 2% yeah. in, uh, in double play, yeah. and it is used in combination with 0.3% retinol. Yeah. Um, so those two combined can kind of tackle both dark circles and... Um, fine lines and other aging around the eye holistically
1: but yeah we are very proud of that formula um it's just because that we were able to make a retinol an efficacious retinol um, mm-hmm. that can also be used for the eye area it's a lightweight gel cream um we cannot be more proud of it and just like be gushed about haloxo's cool testing mm-hmm. we definitely wanted to be able to tackle um the dark circle skin concern so yeah Oh, that
0: was talking. Yeah, so. but
1: thanks to Suderma for sponsoring the meet, mm-hmm. um, for allowing us to ask really annoying, nerdy questions. Um, I think the messaging went all the way to France and back. Back, and then back to France, <laughs> and then back again. <laughs> so it was awesome, um, but yeah, stay tuned for uh, more of the kind of deep dive that we um, had with Suderma.
0: Cool, it's finally time to... Break, break, break it up, break, break, break it up, break, break, break it up. Break break,
1: break it up All right. It's
0: been a day, so the Animal <laughs> Corner will be pretty brief today. Um we are talking about the red lipped batfish. We are back to the ocean world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the why <one. laughs>
0: Yeah, so um I'm actually gonna share a um Thank to one of our favorite YouTube animal channels, Zefrank. Um, I, interestingly, I didn't find him there because I find that like if we rely on him, I'll just keep talking about the same stuff that he does. Ostrich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so I actually found the red-lipped batfish before I found out that Zefrank also did a picture, uh, a video on batfishies in general. So batfish is uh, actually a common name that's used across a couple different, very different um, species, but the one I'm talking about is the type that walks on the ocean floor. Their fins, <clears throat> feeties. Yeah, their fins are feet. Yeah, feeties. <laughs> they have feeties. And they Aww. they can swim, but when they swim, they look like they have to like wiggle their butt at full force. So it's like this because they don't do it very well. So those like dorsal that fins are actually incredible. kind of crawling along the ground. Oh
1: my goodness! Yes. Uh, which
0: also means that they are really good at camouflages. So different mm. species of. Um, of batfish are um, they actually have very different coloring, mm. so they can kind of fit into their environment. Um, they can go from shallow to semi-deep parts of the ocean. Um, the red lip species, in particular, there's there's some um, some seventy some odd versions of these um, these batfish. Mm-hmm. Um, the red lip variety is only found in the Galapagos. Oh. I, of course, like, I'll put the picture up. They straight up have, like, these luscious puckers. <laughs> they look like.
1: But they look I, so unhappy. They look
0: miserable, but they have fabulous lips. They
1: do have fabulous lips.
0: I had to look into,
1: like... They just hit the filler. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very irritated and could probably use some soothers. <laughs> they didn't know volume lip was an option. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's really funny because, of course, I had to look into why their lips are red. And I was fully expecting something more insightful, like, oh, you know, like, like, the on flamingos like it's their mm. diet or it's whatever it's for scaring up prey, and i just found this one really loose line that's like some have said that it might be used to attract mates but <laughs> i like i think you're applying human values to a fish uh, <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh and something else that i think is really hilarious about these fish is they're well, angler fish angler anglerfish is a whole category I think is hilarious. They're just fish that fish other fish. <laughs> so they have, all anglerfishes have a little bait and okay. they attract their prey based on different mechanisms. Okay. And the fun one, the fun thing about batfish is it's hidden. So it's usually retracted. And when they want to fish, it kind of comes out. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> they also have quite a nose on them. Oh
0: yeah. They're funky looking. And they- their side view is really... This is...
1: Classic surgery gone wrong.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean I feel like yeah. If you believe some sort of creator, the creator was drunk when making this one, and the Frank had a great line that says, "Oh, there's about seventy species of batfish." And quoting him, he says, "They all look a little bit like the bottom half of a kangaroo."
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, <laughs> because of the nose. Yes.
0: So we'll have the pictures up here, complete with the little fish hook that it comes with and that's it the red lip
1: batfish another funky looking one looks that only a mother could love (laughs) cool so (sighs) let's wrap this up with some q a all right so we got some pretty good questions lately thanks to ava who's been polling the community um so we're gonna start off with the first question do you believe in skin cycling by definition we had to ask just to make sure. It means you use one active for a couple of days and cycle to the next active for maybe a following couple of days. And you're generally on this like cyclical routine, um, more in like a week, one week period of time. I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, I think generally speaking, sometimes when we give skincare advice, it does follow that mm-hmm. logic. For example, 100%. you switch off on tretinoin nights or mm-hmm. retino- retinoids nights so you don't use it every night. Or if you use a higher level exfoliant, you only need to do it once mm-hmm. a week. Uh, where we kind of get a little um, where we get a little worried about making these suggestions is people sometimes can make it really complicated. Yes. And that means by week three, you're probably forgetting what you are what you want to do on Wednesday. Yep. Or it becomes so granular that lower level actives that should be used more frequently than every other day, you end up using once a week. So you don't want to get to a point where it's so divided, so chopped up that all the active is on some sort of like once a week um, cycle. Once every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just to remind you guys, you know, the data that we talk about, especially for the even the big four like retinol, they're using this consistently every day for at least four weeks. So you want to think about, you know, frequency and, you know, general results, um, Skin cycling makes sense to us in terms of managing more, like, onboarding of new actives. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want to get to a consistent routine to yeah. really know and tackle those, like, very stubborn skin concerns. So totally agree with you. Yeah. All right, question two. I've been on tretinoin for 14 months and still deal with breakout. Should I switch to adapalene?
0: And we're going to ask our in-house awesome guru, <laughs> Victoria.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. I got a lot of questions for you, whoever mm-hmm. asked this. Um, one, are you with a derm? Uh, did you get your tretinoin from a derm? And um, typically, what no matter what, acne is going to just be a lifelong issue. I know you hate to hear this, but it's something that I, too, have had to battle with. Um, so what you're looking for is with every breakout cycle, you want to see a general reduction of Lesions um, and that can be like inflammatory as well as non inflammatory. Um, so, the reason why I asked if you're on a derm where well, you're teamed up with a derm is because they can help you monitor to see if, like, okay, I see general improvement, my breakouts are to a min. Can it be completely cured? That's really hard to do topically without added, either added, even oral, um, depending on the situation of your acne breakouts. And even things like Accutane. Um, uh, so I just, I think it's like really hard for us to say. Um, we will say if you're on tretinoin, we would not recommend switching to Dapoline, because that's actually considered a more, um, I consider more milder, mm-hmm. yeah, retinoid, um, and generally can be less effective, pending the concentration. Um, one of the things that typically would happen is that they would actually try to increase the amount of tretinoin if you're not hit the max concentration um yet so i think again it's we'd definitely recommend it's time to team up with a derm might be time to introduce more of a cocktail of ingredients so yeah cool or just dm us all right, last question for Gloria. Vitamin C in every form seems to make me break out. Oh, no, another one. What should I do? Is there any way to incorporate it into my routine?
0: Yeah, so this depends. Um, we Again, we probably need more context. So in scenario one, let's say you've used every ascorbic acid product out there, like you've used all the serums, you've used a C Ferulic version, you've used a, and then hydra's version, and those break you out. I will say a last ditch effort for ascorbic acid is to try the powder form. Just mix a little bit of it into your water-based serum and see that, see if that goes or not. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's because um you want to rule out the other things that's in a water or oil based um, vitamin C serum yep. that may be causing that breakout in some vitamin C itself. Yep. So, but if that still breaks you out, it's likely that all ascorbic acid just doesn't quite work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have used a lot of different derivatives, we tend to point people to. MAP or SAP, that's Mm. sodium or magnesium ascorbyl phosphate as the the form of vitamin C that has been tested specifically on acneic skin. Mm. Now, if that doesn't work, the recommendation is don't fight your skin, listen to your skin. If Mm -hmm. that is a culprit of you breaking out, honor it, uh, look for other antioxidants. Um, We have two episodes on it because that, that field, to be honest, is a bit of a hot mess and there isn't a super easy um place for us to point you to. Yeah, like resveratrol, um you can try maybe a pycnogenal. Um mm. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, talk to us about antioxidant alternatives
1: that might fit your routine. Yeah. Um all in all, that's it for this episode. Again wanna Give a final thank you to crotum and Saderma. We hope this was helpful for you. And where can they find us, Gloria?
0: Yeah, you can find us at our website, www.chemistconfessions.com. Find us on Instagram at chemist.confessions. And thanks to our marketing assistant, Ava. You can find us on TikTok <laughs> at chemistconfessions. Oh, dear
1: Lord. Yep. yep. All right, guys. We will see you guys next time. <sighs> That's it. <laughs>